Tinder Tuesdays on the Sealed section, bringing you the juiciest and most scandalous stories yet. Hello Shaggers and welcome back to another Tinder Tuesday. It's been a hot minute. We haven't had a Tinder Tuesday in a few weeks. I really just wanted to focus on the episodes, my main episodes I put out because that was really important to me and I really wanted to start the year off with a bang. And I'm going to start the year off with a bang with the Tinder Tuesdays. Take a seat. Let's just say, take a fucking seat. This is going to be intense. It's going to be an intense episode. There's a lot. I'm putting a massive trigger warning on this one. It's just, it's a lot. And I just want to say before I jump into it, I am doing this from a good place. I am talking about this issue and what I have experienced and I'm also bringing in another Tinder story because these issues need to be talked about and I'm not just talking about this because I'm like, oh, that's going to be so great for the podcast. Like, oh, I'm going to get some serious clout with this. Like, I have seriously um denied about this and I've talked about it with a lot of people and how I should go about it. And I have genuine concerns for my own safety from doing this because I'm talking about something that's really sensitive and I don't want to add any more fuel to a fire that's already burning fucking massively. And... I just, I'm trying to be really careful about this, but I also think it's really important to talk about. And I feel like with my position and my platform, I need to push boundaries. I need to talk about these things that people just don't fucking talk about. And the situation I found myself in, I have never met someone else that's been in this situation. I feel really naive now that I just didn't even think about it as a fucking possibility. Like, I just have never been exposed to this kind of stuff before. And that's why I want to talk about it. Because I'm from a small country town. And where I live now, isn't a, it's not a massive city. And I've never been exposed to something like this before. One, I don't know how to deal with it. How to cope with it. What it means. What to think about it. And... Like, there might be other people out there like this. And I also want to show that this can happen to anyone. And we need to be so safe and careful. And just be aware. Don't be naive. Be aware. Always be prepared and aware. Wow, what a sec. We should say that. Be prepared and aware, guys. All right. So, shaggers. I just... Yeah, I hope you understand... Like, when when you hear it, you'll get it. I'm trying to do this from a good place. And I don't want to bring any more shame or embarrassment or hate or just anything to this situation. I just want to talk about it from as neutral standpoint as I can just from the situation that I found myself in. Also, guys, this is my, like, third time recording this. Like, just to give you an idea of how hard I'm trying to get this right like it is so late at night but I just I can't fuck this up like it needs it needs to be right (laughs) also just a little warning there's gonna be a lot of swearing um I know we already know I have a bad habit of that but it might just be a bit heightened in this episode so shaggers let's get ready 
jump in the car, chuck your seatbelt on, maybe chuck the other seatbelt on, because we're going for a fucking ride. It's 2021. And honestly, I haven't had sex this year. I haven't even been on a Tinder date. So how the fuck do I have a story for you guys that's in relation to this year? How is it possible? Well, the story starts in 2020 and it was a really good ending to 2020, what I thought the story was. I thought it started and finished in 2020, but boy, was I fucking wrong. Like 2021, like can it get any worse from where we're at? Probably not. Everybody, please, everyone around the world that's listening right now, go touch some wood. Touch wood right now. I have a superstition. Let's touch wood that it's not going to get any worse for me because God, like I just can't. (laughs) I'm starting from the bottom. I've got to work our way up, okay? Alrighty, shaggers. We're ready. Let's get into it. It's the end of 2020 and I'm talking to this guy on Tinder and it's going really well. We are chatting heaps and we're like, you know when you send massive messages, like we're having an actual conversation, like what the fuck, a conversation on Tinder? Like it wasn't just like, hey, hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Want to come fuck me? No, like it was a conversation, like how crazy. And we were talking about everything, the podcast, his life, my life, literally everything. And I was loving everything he was about, his occupation, where he was from, literally just where his life was at at that point. Everything that he was telling me, I was loving. And anyway, he asked to come over. Now, normally I get their Snapchat before I have them come over just to make sure that they are who they actually are and they look like they do and it's not like fake photos and stuff like that however I didn't this time and I did I did however do a Facebook and like Instagram check and everything and it looked normal we had mutual friends he was actually where he said he was from he did work where he actually said he worked everything was adding up he looked just as attractive in his Facebook photos like this I was nervous like he asked to come over and I'd said to the girls earlier I was like if this guy asked me to come over I don't know if I can say yes, like, he's just, he's attractive, and, like, what if he looks at me, and he's, like, oh, no, like, you know, just, like, the classic insecurities, anyway, when he messaged me, my housemates chased me into my room, they're, like, you're doing this, you're gonna go get some, like, come on, Emily, you can do this, because, like, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I don't have sex very often at the moment, and they were, like, girl, you need to get some action, so they chased me into my room, they literally cornered me, I'm, like, you're getting in that shower, and I was, like, fuck off, no, I'm not, like, get in the shower, So then I got in the shower and I messaged yes and like they weren't, I wasn't forced to do it. Like deep down I wanted to do it. I was just being a little bitch and I said yes. So he comes over and oh my god he looked just as good as the photos. Like oh and he comes in and we lay on my bed and we talk for like three hours. Like it was something insane. I'm pretty sure we talked from like 10 to like 1am or 1.30 or something like that like we just talked and talked and it wasn't awkward at all like it was just it just flowed we talked about literally everything and it just went it just worked like you know when you just click with someone and yeah it just it went really well so things led from one thing to another and we started getting a little down and dirty mind you Going, like, guys my age, like, sometimes they're an alright route, but going someone older, it makes a difference. 
he knew, like, we know from the last episode that some people don't know what foreplay means. He knew the definition and how to do it properly. And the focus on me for 10 minutes was just, you know, good enough in itself. However, we put the focus on him and that was all wrapped up in about five seconds, which is fine. As I've said on the last episode, if you haven't listened to it, the last Tinder Tuesday, go listen to it. But I will never shame someone for coming early and premature ejaculation. It's just not in my nature. I don't have a problem with it. Sex is so much more than penetration. And I would just literally, I would never shame someone for that. Like, it's just fucked up. And especially with what I do. Like, I have such an understanding. Like, why would I shame someone for that? Now, listen up, shaggers. An important piece of information here. Now, he said after he'd finished, oh my God, now I'm going to be on the podcast. Shaggers, he knew about my podcast. We had talked about it in detail. He knew everything about what it, what my podcast meant, what it was. He had listened to it on the drive over because he was driving from a fair like distance away. He knew I have a Tinder Tuesday segment where I come on here and talk about these things. He knew. And he freaked out about the fact he'd calmed quickly and thought that this was going to be the next headline of the podcast, which he couldn't be more fucking wrong. But just remember that this is a really important piece of information. So he stays over. Everything goes well, get a little cuddle, you know, it's all good. And he leaves in the morning and it was like so normal. I felt, you know, super safe with him. It was really comfortable and he ticked every fucking box You know, the sex obviously could be better, but, like, the first time is never great. And, like, I don't hold any, any, anything to that. And, yeah, he ticked every box. I just remember thinking, what the fuck? Like, that was just too good to be true. And, yeah, well, I was fucking right. It was too good to be true. But, like, it was just so good. And then he was so sweet. He messaged me and he was like, thanks for last night, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God is this what older guys do? Like, do they actually check in with me? Like, what the fuck's happening? And yeah, we kept texting. He hit me up again and we were texting for like over a week. And then it just died off because we were a fair way away from each other and it just wasn't happening. And that was fine. However, a month goes by and I decided that I wanted to hit him up again. I have some really bored shaggers. Like, I've started 2021 with no action. I haven't had sex in, like, six weeks or something crazy. And I'm just, like, I mean, it's not crazy. I've had not gone without sex for so much longer. But, like, I'm just so bored. I need someone to think about. I just need some action. Like, I just want to even, like, a kiss on the dance floor. Like, I'm just missing everything. And... As my mother said to me the other day, be careful what you wish for, Emily, because it will come back 11-fold. And my fucking oath did it come back 11-fold. I said to my friend, I'm bored. I just want something, just something to think about. And I fucking got that. I go to send him a text. She G's me up. She's like, yep, you've got this. Because as we know, I'm a little fucking bitch when it comes to this stuff. And I don't want to send the text. So I'm freaking out about it. It's just a, hey, how have you been text? Like, that's literally nothing. Holds no weight to it. And like, I don't even have an emotional attachment to this guy. So I don't know why I'm freaking out about it. Like, it's literally fine. So I freak out. 
I get the balls to send the text. And then, for some fucking reason, after I've sent the text, she goes, have you Googled him? And I'm like, no, why the fuck would I Google him? Like, he's, where, like, what am I going to find? Like, one, we won't even find anything when we search his name. Two, we'll have to, like, put his hometown and we'll see, like, his bloody score playing, like, whatever team sport when he was a kid. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to find anything. Shaggers? I have never been so wrong in my fucking life. I have never been so wrong in my fucking life. I have never thought to Google people because, like, what are you going to find? Like, I am so naive. I grew up in a small country town. Everything is nice. Like, I was really sheltered. And I just never would have thought. I'd done the background check, the Facebook, everything. Like, mutual friends. Like, everything looked normal. Everything added up. He came here. Everything was normal. Like, it just... It never occurred to me. So when she goes, I'm going to search him up, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, you do you. I don't even take notice of her. And she just goes straight away, like five seconds, because, you know, it takes two seconds to type a name. And she goes, oh, my God, is this him? And she gets her phone and points it towards me. And there is his face on a news article burning into my soul. He's staring right back at me. And I look at her and I'm like, yes, that's him. What the fuck is going on? Now, Shaggers, this is where the trigger warning is being implemented. So not only is his face burning into my soul, what the article says, all I see is rape conviction. Rape conviction. And in my head... I go, what the actual fuck? What the fuck is happening right now? How is this guy that I had in my house, in my bed, this is a lot, but inside me, I opened up to him. How is that guy on this news article? Now, it wasn't just this one. There was article after article after article. Every fucking media outlet had covered this. It was just endless pages on pages on pages. And the shock, the complete shock. I went bright red for like two hours. We read every article trying to work out what the fuck happened. And I'm not going to go into any details, guys. It's not my place. I'm not going to add, as I said, any more fuel to this fire. It's too sensitive of a topic. And I don't, I was not there. I don't know the information. I'm not making any comment on it. The only thing I will comment on is the jail time. Because we were like, what the fuck? One, it's a conviction. Has he gone to jail? Like, we were trying to work it out. Because the thing was, it's been overturned. There's been an appeal. So I think it now he's in a, like, back to being alleged, not, like, actually convicted. I'm not, it's a bit messy. I don't know all the legal stuff. We actually, I got on my, we got my friends together. I called up my friends doing law and went, girls, all right, big mission ahead of us. What does this mean? So basically, we worked out that he had to have been in prison for at least a year to 18 months. Prison. 
actual fucking prison. Now, I might seem so fucking naive, but I have never really been exposed to anyone that's been to prison, especially not in an intimate way, and especially not for something that is really serious. Like, it's not just, like, death or something, which I know is serious, but, like, this is an intimate crime. It's just, it's a lot, and I was like, what the hell? What is happening? The thing that got me the most, he only got out, like, two months before he saw me. He was fresh out of prison, and I can only imagine what prison does to you, and I'm pretty certain from what I've talked about with people I know who work within the industry, depending on the prison he was in, he was most likely separated from general population and put with the other people who have similar crimes because it's that serious. And I can only imagine the shit that that does to you. Imagine the impact that's had on him just in itself. And like, you know, obviously you go to a prison for a reason. Everyone, if you go, generally it's because you've done something and you're meant to be there. But he was in my bed with me and it just, it was so, I just couldn't even fathom it because, because Shaggers, he did not make me feel unsafe. I felt so safe. There was not a single thing off. It was, it, I literally, like, I felt so safe. And if you look at everything in his life from what he told me, from everything I've looked into, if you take that crime away, Everything was perfect, like everything added up. And then all of a sudden, I've been thrown this curveball of he's been to fucking jail for this crime. He has been convicted. Now, yes, it's alleged, so things could completely take a ch- turn. Like, things could completely backtrack, and he might find himself in a position where it's completely taken away. I don't know. I don't know how these things work. But it's still just so fucking much to process. Like, I put myself in that position and I had no fucking idea. And the other thing, I could have been his first route out of prison. I mean, if you think about it, he finished in literally three seconds. If he hasn't had sex in two years, no fucking wonder. I would do the same. Like, he's been separated from the world for so long. And, like, how does he even navigate relationships now? Can he even be on, like, a dating app? Like, it's so confusing. I have so many questions. (laughs) And I don't understand it. The thing that gets me. His main concern was that he was going to be on the podcast for finishing quickly. Like, what the fuck? Like, you have just gotten out of prison. And your main concern is about you being on a podcast for finishing quickly. When you know that I can literally Google your name and see hundreds of articles about you and what you've done. Like, that doesn't add up. And, like, the fucking audacity to come to my house and be with me when you know everything that I do and what I try and promote and the sex positivity and come to my house knowing all of that. I'm like, I just can't. I don't understand and I don't get what was going through his head. Maybe he just saw this connection, because I'm not going to lie, there was a connection. Well, at least what I thought. Or maybe it was the thrill of it. Maybe it was just, I don't know. And I'm never going to know. I just don't know. But like, just the fucking audacity. Some people, here I am, freaking out about but having a guy coming over and worrying about, well, what if he doesn't like the way I look? Well, he's probably freaking the fuck out because he's just out of prison and he's like, shit, I haven't done this in a few fucking years. Like, it's crazy. 
I just like this shit's like out of the movies. This shit's one in a million. Like, how often does this happen? Like, is has this happened to anyone else? Is there any other shaggers out there listening that this has happened to? Because it's just beyond me. I feel like being a positive thing, I'm trying to turn it. I mean, I'm trying to turn it into something positive. I'm trying to create this content that's going to inform everyone and create a much more, you know, safe place for people. But like, it's a lot. And it's also helped. I'm never going to be that naive. <laughs> no joke deleted my dating apps pretty fucking quickly because I was just like you can't trust no bitch you can't trust no one but let's be real it could have happened just from me picking someone up from the club I could have run into him at the club like you just never know like the only thing I fucked up I didn't do a google search if you're dating people you don't know, it's just something, it's the risk that comes with it. You don't know their background, their history, and you don't know people to ask. So it's just, it's the risk for the reward, you know, the reward of having a fulfilling relationship or a good, good sex. Like it's just the risk that people take. It's a lot what happened, Shaggers. And all I can think about like, would, would he have told me? Would I have worked it out myself? How would have I approached that situation? Like, I'm so lucky it's played out the way it has. And, like, as I said, it, the thing that frustrates me the most is just that I didn't know. I just want to be informed and I hate being lied to. And it was so frustrating that I just didn't know. So this has now left me thinking. One, how the fuck did I get here? How is my 2021 starting like this? And two... How can we be as safe as possible when using dating apps? So I have put together how to be more safe when using dating apps. And I've come up with basically three simple things that can literally make a world of a difference. One, background checks. Seems like a no fucking brainer, but we we can sometimes slip up and miss miss a few things. And those things can be fucking massive, as I found out. So, you know, check their Facebook, look for where they work. Does it add up to what they said, the location, where they're from? Are they actually from there? Their Instagram as well. Do they have friends? Not that necessarily having friends is an important thing, but like, do you know their friends? Do you know their friends of friends? Like, is there mutual contacts? Is it someone that you have some connection with? Their Snapchat. If you can get their Snapchat, then you know, do they actually look the way they do? Do they actually go to work? Do they do these things and live the life that they told you that they do? Because they're sending you photos throughout the day. And the one that I have neglected and will never fucking neglect again, the internet. The internet is so fucking important. Put their name. If nothing comes up, put their name in the location. And if all that comes up is their bloody netball score or score or AFL score or whatever the fuck it is, perfect. That's what you want. But just cover all bases. Two, make sure you send their profile to one of your friends. Screenshot it. Especially if you're going to see them. One, if shit hits the fan, something goes wrong, they've got it. Two, if something happens that you didn't want to happen or you find yourself in a bad situation and then they unmatch with you, you have proof that you can then go and report with it. Three, your location. Make sure you turn on something like Find My iPhone or whatever is applicable to whatever device you use. 
something like that that's always tracking your phone regardless of whether you're on it or not so that your friends know where you are that someone knows where you are at all times now the age-old debate when you're going purely for sex do you have them come to your house do you go to their house or do you go somewhere else now you might have been thinking throughout this emily you're a fucking idiot why did you have him come to your house he knows where you live now that's really fucking stupid Yeah, it kind of is, but I'm in my own space. I feel safe within my house. I have housemates that are right next to my room that can help me. I know the territory. I have the rule set here. It's my boundaries. It's my game. Like, it's my space, and that makes me feel safe. If I go to their home, I'm walking into a situation where I don't have control. I don't know my exit. I don't know what's going to be in the house when I walk in there. Will they lock the doors so I can't get out? I don't know what I'm going into. If I scream for help, is anyone else there? Like, you just don't know. So, potentially, by having them at my house, I'm cutting out some of those risks. However, there's a long-term risk of them knowing where I am. Third is going to a different location. If you're driving or meeting them somewhere, you could be secluded. There could be no one around. That can be dangerous. If they're driving, they might take you somewhere you didn't agree to. That can be dangerous. If you're driving and in control, are they stronger than you and able to overpower you and take control? Every situation is dangerous. There is no, there's just, there's no foolproof option. So as much as you might be like, you're an idiot for having them come here, What if I had gone there and shit hit the fan? Like, there's just no completely safe option. Now, I have had a listener write in and tell me one of his own Tinder stories. And this story shows how it can go wrong if you go into this other person's house and into their territory. I'm just going to call them A and B. So, give some context. A, he's in his early 20s. B is in his mid-40s and he is... He's the house owner. He lives in like a like a richer part of town, has a two-story house, really nice, and yeah, it's his house. So B invites A over, and A goes over on a Thursday, and it all it goes really well. And they, you know, muck around a bit, leave it at that. Then the next week, B invites A over again after work. So A goes over about 9.30 at night. A said he gets there, they watch a show, they talk shit. And the other guy, B, had been drinking and he decided to open up a bottle of wine. And I was like, no, I don't want any and just let B drink the wine to himself. So it got to about 11 o'clock and then they started mucking around and a bit saucy and then they were full going at it. He said they both finished and it was all good. So A was getting his stuff together to leave and B wouldn't let him leave. He fully like he blocked the bedroom door and was like no you cannot leave so I didn't know what to do he said he was really like a bit freaked out and he felt really inexperienced in like this situation so he decided to be more like passive and like got back into bed and I think that's probably not too bad a way to go about it just so he didn't get more aggravated and maybe he could potentially talk his way out of it. He goes back to bed but then it went on and he tried to continue to leave but this guy literally wouldn't leave. He was verbally telling him no you can't leave and then actually physically stopping him like this was getting physical and that 
in itself, I can imagine would be fucking terrifying. I couldn't imagine being stuck in that situation with just the fear of being like, how am I going to get out of here? I eventually managed to get to the lounge room and he said there was a balcony because as I said earlier, it's a two-story house. He goes out onto the balcony and he was looking like, okay, I'm going to have to jump. Like I have to escape because the front door's locked. B had locked the front door and put the key somewhere. So A actually could not get out of the house. Now at this point, it's about 2am. So this has been occurring over a few hours and I can just imagine the stress increasing that, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? So he said, A said, next minute, someone was knocking at the front door. And B hears this and goes to go downstairs to get to the door. But because he's so intoxicated, he falls down the stairs and eats shit, basically. And he's, like, passed out down the bottom. A was like, fuck yes, let's leg it. Runs down the stairs, jumps over him, makes sure he's not dead or, like, injured really badly. Um, He said he was just, like, blind and, like, literally just why, like, he's fallen and just, like, really drunk. So he... Finds the key, manages to open the door. It's his housemate. A had the brilliant idea, which everyone should do. Not only did he tell his housemate where he was going, he asked and texted for help. And his housemate drove like 45 minutes, got to the house, knocked on the door, saved the fucking day. And he said he was genuinely terrified. He was like, I thought I was going to die that night. Like, I did not think I could leave. Like, he goes, it just happened for hours where he was just blocking the door and physically stopping me and not letting me leave and just the pure fear and like the power dynamic this guy's like 25 years older and the inexperience just it would be terrifying and this shows how wrong it can go if you go into their territory and so that's why I just wanted to emphasize like it not there is no safe option there is always going to be risks and he said this guy has now used multiple accounts to try and message him and harass him and he has to keep blocking them. So potentially if this guy had known where he A lived, maybe he would have kept pestering him and it could have been a lot more dangerous. So there's that safe option, but who knows how that night could have ended if his mate didn't come and help him. Sorry for how heavy this is, but it's so important and we can't ignore these things. Like these are such important issues And even my own story with this other guy with the alleged conviction, that in itself is a whole, like just unpacked a whole other issue that we just don't talk about. And I just hope you appreciate what I was trying to do in this episode. See that I was trying to do it from a good place. Like I am seriously putting myself on the line here personally, but I think it's so important. Like, we don't talk about these things enough. And if we do, we do it in a really condescending way against the victim. Especially when something's gone wrong. And it's like, well, why didn't they do this? Well, why would they use Tinder? Why wouldn't they send their location? Why did they let them go to into their own personal home? Why didn't they go to their home? Why didn't they do a background check? Why didn't they screenshot it? Like, we're so quick to judge. But we really need to be having these conversations and educating ourselves about the risk because it's not necessarily it's not dating apps that bring the risk it's the people but we can run into these people in any situation at the supermarket at the club at our workplace like you just never know so we just need to take these precautions and try and put ourselves in as safe a position as we can 
So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode, Shaggers. I know it was a long one for a Tinder Tuesday, but this was just too important to not talk about. So I hope you all take your dating a little bit more safely. Hopefully you were already doing all of these things and it's nothing new. But for those, it might just give you that little kick of, holy shit, this can happen to anyone. Because my situation, that was the last thing that I could have imagined, especially with the background check I did, although I missed a massive step, I just never would have thought it in a million years. So, and just be safe and just be aware of the risks that we are taking with dating. So I love you, Shaggers. Thank you for listening. Please write in with your own Tinder stories or any comments, questions, anything, either through my Instagram at the sealed section or through my email, emilyduncan at the sealed section.com. Please subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to my podcast and leave a review as I would love to know what you're thinking. So thanks, Shaggers. Mm-hmm.